kiss the power Then bring sweater The price could never let you come back home Now Hollywood fine By the thrift and sign Any night I'll be willing all right, there's there's two things that I want to talk about today, but I haven't decided which one this episode should actually be about. I want to talk about gun control and Nashville. Not that I know too much about Nashville, but that's kind of a topical, you know, one. I also just reread Simply Trinity by Matthew Barrett and want to talk about inseparable operations and Nicene Orthodoxy, but I still, even 37 seconds into this podcast, have not decided which one I actually want to address, so I wish there was some way I could poll my audience. Um, Let's talk about gun control, because that will not be as um, apt next week. So, a terrible thing happened um, in Nashville. Uh, I suppose, uh, what was it, three kids, three nine-year-olds and three teachers were killed at a private school in Nashville by a uh, shooter who uh, was a woman transitioning into a man, or perhaps a girl transitioning into a boy. I'm not even sure how old they were, but um, so gun control is back on the, uh, the public awareness and I have just seen some posts that, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, the gun control debate has been exactly the same since at least 2012. I mean, I, I mean, probably before that, but I mean, it really just comes down to like the right saying, well, you can't just take guns away and the left saying like, well, you can't just let this thing go on. So ban something, you know, put new measures into place or whatever. And, um, you know, so it, 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 you're not dealing with, um, 10 years ago, the conversation about sexual things like, like homosexuality and, and trans people, um, was such a different conversation 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, like keep in mind 10 years ago, we were still two years away from gay marriage, even being legal. So the conversations happening at that time were drastically different. Um, but the gun control one is pretty much still the same. Basically, it, it just blows my mind that the simplicity of the pro-gun control argument, um, it, it does, it, it reminds me of Thomas Sowell's um, I'm probably going to butcher it, but Thomas Sowell basically tried to define what everyone tries to define, which is like, what is the basic definition of right and left? Um, You know, Thomas Sowell's not an anarchist like I am. So me looking at the whole thing, it's like the right and the left have a lot more in common with each other than either of them do with me. So I'm kind of a, a weird spectator to the whole thing. But 
you know, for people who, who kind of take government and things like that as a given, you know, what are the things that, that uh, divide those two camps? And uh, a lot of people have tried to uh, define it. And, you know, I think we use the words conservative and liberal because we think that those kind of capture the essence of what they stand for. But I really, I, I think those were perhaps more apt descriptions 20 years ago. <laughs> like, and, and 100 years ago, they were almost completely reversed. Um, I would have been considered a liberal about 100 years ago. Um, I would have been a liberal. But uh, I don't know if there's anything about me that would be considered liberal today. Um, which is weird because I'm not that conservative of a person when you really think of it. But um, I mean, like by any definition I can think of, I'm like personally conservative in the way that I live, but I'm not, you know, that conservative in my views really. But um, so a lot of people have tried to kind of define what the difference between right and left is. And Thomas Sowell basically says, even though this is a paraphrase, he basically says the right generally believes in like rules and restrictions and like kind of logic and like a system and the left basically believes that anything is possible so if you back it up to 2010 um healthcare you know the the left is coming at it as like well we we cannot let people not have health care or health insurance or whatever the, you know, weird rhetoric was. It, they kind of conflated the two terms around that time and now they're kind of synonymous, but uh, that was actually part of the debate was are these the same thing? But the left basically says like, well, we can't let people die, so we have to have universal health care or government provided health care at the very least. And the right was basically like, well, you know, if you do that, the price of healthcare is going to rise. The insurance companies are going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, there's like, there's a lot of reasons to like maybe put on the brakes and, and not uh, do that right away, you know? And so that kind of perfectly shows the, the, the Thomas Sowell thing, which is, you know, the left basically saying we have an objective and it just doesn't matter what has to happen for that to work. And the right basically saying like, well, no, there's like logic and rules and like things are going to happen. Now, the uh, Michael Malice says that uh, Republicans are uh, Democrats going the speed limit, which I totally believe, uh, you know, you're about Republicans are about 10 years away from believing everything the, the left believes. I'm very interested to see what Republicans believe about trans people and and stuff like that in 10 years because when you look at the healthcare, again, perfect example, it's like in 2010, the Republicans were largely saying no government involvement in healthcare. And by the time Trump ran, it was not even a debate whether the government would be involved. It was just how it was gonna be involved. And so he basically said, ah, oh, you know, it's gonna be Trump care. It's going to be so much better than Obamacare. It's going to be the best. Nobody knows healthcare like I know healthcare. You know, uh, that whole thing. And so it's like there wasn't even a question in, in Trump's mind whether we should have government healthcare, <laughs> you know, and that that's how much the issue evolved in five years. Um, you know, if you look at uh, 
I mean, war is an interesting one. I don't think the anti-war faction of the Republican Party is as big as everyone says it is. But uh, to see like where the the positions on war have have evolved in the last twenty years, like that's it's a much different right and left than it was during the Bush administration when I was a kid. Um, so you know, with gun control, we can kind of look at that Thomas Sowell thing, and we can kind of see the the um, the differences. And I'm I'm curious to know like when or if the right will ever kind of change its tune on this. But um, the left basically says like, hey, mass shootings are bad, so we have to get rid of the guns by any means necessary, and nothing else matters. And the right kind of looks at it as like, well, you know, we we have that right for a reason. Like you know, Second Amendment. Like most Republicans are on board with the Second Amendment. We have that right for a reason. You know, maybe we should know what the fence is there for before we tear it down, that kind of thing. And, like, how are you going to do that? Because, like, people aren't going to turn them in voluntarily. So, like, how are you going to take the guns? Who, you know, what kind of guns are you going to take? Are you going to take them all? You know, how are people going to defend themselves? You know, like, there actually are a lot of, you know, self-defense incidents, I guess I'll say, um, you know, among areas with, with a large number of guns. And so you could assume that some of those self-defense incidents will turn to robberies, will turn to harm against innocent people if they don't have guns to defend themselves. So it's like you're, you're possibly going to raise the violent crime rate by taking guns away, you know? So like, okay, maybe we don't have any more mass shootings. Maybe <laughs> because like, by the way, it, it, the left does this thing they take a really good point and they make a joke out of it and they just like make it a punchline kind of until it doesn't mean anything anymore. And so, uh, you know, they'll, they'll take, um, something like, uh, you know, it's, it snowed a few weeks ago in California snow. I don't, you know, for those of you listening abroad, Snow in Southern California is a very rare thing if you're not in the mountains, and uh, it's it's not very common for Riverside County to have snow. So, like, someone who's critical of climate change rhetoric might, you know, raise the question of, like, oh, so much for global warming, you know, it's snowing in Southern California. And then a, a leftist might take that and just make a joke out of it. And just be like, oh, you know, climate change isn't real because it's cold outside. Did you hear? Did you hear that? You know, I actually heard the guys on uh, Stuff You Should Know. Uh, I'm remembering it as I'm saying it now. The guys on Stuff You Should Know actually said that a few years ago when there was a big cold front over the western half of the United States. It was pretty unprecedented at the time. And I remember it snowed in Rancho Santa Margarita and stuff. But um so I, I remember them saying that, like joking with each other, like, oh, yeah, I mean, climate change isn't real because it's cold outside. Did you hear? And and it's like, you know, it's it's a very interesting way of taking a very valid point and just making a joke out of it until people just assume that it's wrong, you know. And so they, they do the same thing with um, they do the same thing with gun control. It is actually a punchline on the left now to say, well, only the criminals will have guns if you take the guns away. You know, like, oh, you can't take the guns away because then only the criminals will have guns. And it's like, um, yeah, that's actually a very valid point. <laughs> like, yes, because yeah, here's why. Anyone who keeps their gun is instantly a criminal for having a gun. 
and and anyone who gets a gun is a criminal for getting a gun so like yes literally only bad pe- only criminals only lawbreakers will have the guns when you when you take them away or you make them illegal so you're basically uh you know t- telling people who are already breaking the law to to break the law further or turning people into lawbreakers who weren't lawbreakers before because they had their guns legally and now they now they're breaking the law by not turning them in because you know it's uh yeah you know and another joke is that uh dictators always take the guns you know hitler took the guns away before the holocaust and stuff and it's like yeah that's become a punchline but it's true (laughs) it's it's true every single time they take the guns away before they screw over an entire country full of people. And, uh, and I don't think that it's like Biden is Hitler or Kamala Harris is Hitler, whatever the, the comparison is. I think governments in general are not a fan of people being able to take care of themselves. That's why they always go after religion. That's why they always go after healthcare. That's why they always go after the guns because anything that makes you self-sufficient is an abomination to any sort of government apparatus. And and so every government is eventually gonna try to take the weapons and that's always gonna make the next step a lot easier, which is always, you know, I'm not saying there's a Holocaust coming, I'm just saying whatever's coming is gonna go over a lot smoother if you don't have a gun. I'm not saying there's like a, a smoke-filled room where they're planning the thing, uh, but you know, look at the lockdowns here versus the lockdowns in Australia where they have no guns. Yeah, so like that that could have been our reality had we lost our guns after Sandy Hook. You know, if we if we'd been without guns for 8 years when the lockdowns came, who knows what the hell could have happened. And um, you know, and maybe not. Maybe it would have been fine. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, everyone tries to draw a direct parallel. I'm just saying governments hate people being able to take care of themselves that's why they gradually take over all the ways that people take care of themselves and provide it for you and so you know it's a punchline now to say that only the criminals will have guns but they will <laughs> like by definition if you make them illegal then the only people who will have them are criminals and the government <laughs> and like i can't believe that i that like anyone laughs at me when i say that like it's a joke to everyone that the government would be a bad, like it would be bad for the government to have the only guns. And it's like, I can't, like what planet are you living on? <laughs> like, have you read a history book? Like anyone, throw a dart in a library and you'll hit a book that will teach you exactly why you shouldn't trust the government. It's just, it's never been a good thing. So I'm ranting a little bit. Sorry. I bet you guys like it. I bet you guys like it just a little bit. Um, what was I going to say? I was talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah, And then the the, the main... Uh, I'm broken. I'm stuttering. <laughs> the main... Um, so what happens when I don't go off an outline, guys. The, the main issue that I see, and this is exactly where the Thomas Sowell left and right thing comes into play, is that the left sees mash... It, accurately... They accurately see mass shootings as a, as a huge problem. And they say, like, well, we only know one way to get rid of that is legislation, control, that kind of stuff. So let's just get rid of guns as if it's that easy. Okay, yeah, you're just going to snap your fingers and, and the guns will be gone. But it's like in rea- – and this is where the difference in the right – and, like, I'm not saying I'm thinking like a right a right winger. But, like, <laughs> it would be funny if we just called them rights 
kind of like whites. <laughs> we have to disarm this country's rights. Um, you sound like a left right now. Um, that's so stupid. You know, this is where the right wingers would kind of think about it. It's like, okay, well, logistically, how do you do that? Logistically, how do you get rid of the guns? You're okay. You're expecting some people to just turn them in and some people are stupid enough to do that. But what do you do about the people who don't turn them in? Do you just let them keep them until it's a problem? That's not going to be the policy. So what are you talking about? And the reality is they're talking about a civil war. Because yes, sometimes the cops will go to the door, they'll ask for the guns, and they'll get them. But I think a lot of the time, maybe not even most of the time, but some of the time, they're gonna go to the they're gonna go to the door and be in a firefight because the people in that house are not gonna give their guns up. And by the way, that might only be California. You know, like Kentucky's not giving them up. Like Kentucky's never sending the cops out to collect them in the first place. You know what I mean? Oklahoma is not sending the cops out to collect them in the first place. And and that's kind of the problem is that you're never going to get a federal decision on this because it's, the states are so different when it comes to their gun laws. I mean, Texas, I live just north of Texas in Oklahoma, and Texas has much stricter gun laws than Oklahoma has. Oklahoma has hardly any. Like, if, if you're not a felon, you can walk into a gun shop buy a gun today, you don't have to wait, you don't have to anything, and you can legally carry it on you concealed. Um, you can legally carry it on you as long as you're not breaking any laws. So it's like, you know, if you get pulled over, tell the cop you have it. That's that's really it. My cousin actually told me when he first moved here, he was carrying a gun, he got pulled over. I think that's what happened. Yeah, he got pulled over. And he let the cop know when he got to the window. He's like, oh, hey, just so you know, um, I got a you know weapon on me. And the cop goes, really? What do you got? <laughs> and then they, they nerded out about guns together on the side of the road. Um, pretty funny. We've got, uh, you know, way different gun laws here. So it's like, who's more likely to go round them up? Well, I think Texas is probably a lot more likely to go round them up than we are. Um, and we're just right next to each other. I mean, I'm a, I'm a two hour drive from Texas, you know? So like, what are the logistics of disarming some States and not others? You know, people who want to commit a mass shooting will just go to another state and buy a bunch of guns. Like that's all it's going to take, you know? And, um, and so it's just like, yeah, the left wants something. I think, you know, the politicians I think are not noble, but I think those scared liberals that want to stop mass shootings are noble. I think they are noble in what they want, but uh, they lack any and all understanding of the logistics of getting that done. And the reality is that what they're describing is a civil war that they all claim to be so afraid of. And so am I, by the way, I'm one of the few, you know, libertarians or whatever you want to call me that does not want to see a civil war in this country. You know, like I do not want to see people fight. I just want to peacefully dissolve and go our separate ways. I don't want to, you know, have a repeat of what happened, um, you know, 150 years ago, 160, whatever. But, um, yeah, so, you know, that's, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Um, that's kind of the difference between how the right sees it, how the left sees it, how I see it. Um, ultimately the government's not the answer. Ultimately they, they may not have ulterior motives for taking the guns. 
which we all know they do. But like, I'm not saying there's a plan in place right now, but when something comes up like a lockdown or a, you know, something, it's going to be a lot easier to pull off if we don't have guns. So stop relying on the government to solve your problems. They're not going to, they're only going to hurt you in the end. And I just hope that everyone can learn that. And, uh, just sort of sad i feel bad for the people who lost people in nashville and and in every match i mean we're not even that far away from uvalde uh, what was that like a year ago um who's the uh, the most shocking thing to me um about nashville was how the um the cops actually went inside that was pretty crazy and unprecedented all right on that note i will <laughs> leave you angry and I will talk to you guys next week. I love you all. Goodbye. One more blue and one more gray As they march along their way Fife and drum began to play All on a beautiful morning One more blue and one more black Waiting by the